Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. And this is going to be the first of two part special for our second anniversary. We invited Brian Bennett, and he brought a ton of beers. And since there's so many, we needed to chop this up into two episodes. So here's part one. Sit back and enjoy. And if you've had any of them, let us know. Cheers. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the special second anniversary edition of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin, and this is our special second beginning of this recording. Thanks, Mark. Yay! (laughs) And we're here with our special, special guest, Mr. Brian Bennett. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. No, no, thank you for coming and joining us and sharing some of your fantastic collection. Least I could do. Oh. It's nice to have an appreciative audience. Yes. Doesn't get much more appreciative. We are definitely appreciative (laughs) of this, and we are getting ready to start appreciating some of the fantastic collections but tell us a little bit about like what like how what your collection is and just how you got into gathering all this stuff up uh well i guess it started around the year 2000 2001 uh i started my cellar in 98 okay but it got out of hand when i moved in moved into my new house in 2001 and it, it's kind of grown like the blob since then all right uh Everything my, my, it touches. People always say, how do you get into to celery? And I always say, buy way more beer than you can ever drink. People go, I can drink a lot of beer. And I go, I used to think the same. Yeah. And yeah. then I got to the point where it's like, uh, I'm never running out of beer again. So what do you, So what's kind of the setup are you working with? Do you just have shelves in a dark corner that you stack it all up? Are you talking, There's are there like four, I'm imagining there might be like four fridges downstairs that kind of glow with this holy light. I don't really know. <laughs> It's actually quite the opposite. It, it's uh, probably a place you don't want to spend a whole lot of time down there. It's a little dreary. It's very dark. Right. There's spiders. Um, it's just a couple of Home Depot shelves of rickety design. Okay. And um, it was a bunch of stacked up boxes for years. And my friend Logan Perkins came in from Denver and said, we're organizing it this weekend. And uh, it's been semi-organized ever since. All right. So when you say organized, do you keep it like kind of like, all right, here's this kind of style? Or it's just like... Here's in a condition that it's not going to fall all over the place. It's usually by acquisition age. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This is this is the fourteen collection. Yeah, and uh, ev- almost everything. If it doesn't have a date on it, um, it's got Sharpie on the UPC code. That's how you know it came out of my basement. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, and what's kind of the most of the age range that you keep down there? Is it three, four years plus? Uh, some some things can go ten years, no problem. Yeah, I've definitely, um, I've definitely had several bottles from you that were over ten years old. Yeah, some, some of them salad dressing, some of them not. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> right. that's the wonderful thing about it. It's hit and miss, and you yeah. never know when you're going to get a drain pour or when you're going to get something that's going to blow the top of your head off. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I know that um, at a couple different events over the years, I've gotten a chance <laughs> to try some pretty outstanding stuff that you've. Uh, you just have magically shown up. Like you, yeah. I've turned around, and all of a sudden you're there, and you're like, "Here, try that." Of course, why not? I will try this. What blows my mind is, like, I knew you brought raffles to LIBME. I was unaware that the raffles also showed up at Homebrews and Hand Grenades, and then it just continues. Like, especially there, because I don't think they were used to it. Like, people were like, "What the fuck is this? Holy shit!" They were like losing their minds, like just like rifling tickets into a into a bag. Good, good yeah, for those guys. Absolutely, you know, you know, absolutely. I'm not showing up anywhere without beer in some form so. well like you said I mean, if you can't get rid of it you kind of can't buy more right. right so well it's not doing anybody any good in my basement right it's when it makes its appearance in public that it starts to do its good so i think um as much as i really want to get drinking on all these things i think i just want to ask you one more thing of maybe one or two good rules of thumb for cellaring some stuff like yeah, so maybe a quick a few quick guidelines. Great, great. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people are always worried about temperature. You know, what do you keep it at? It's not really so much what temperature you keep it at; it's the temperature swings over okay. a very short period of time that'll that'll mess up your beer. So in my basement, I'm lucky enough that it doesn't usually swing more than a degree or two over a period of time. Uh, so in the summer, it's probably in the low 70s down there. Right. Uh, in the winter, it gets down to the low 60s. But it's always shifting over very slowly over time. Right. Uh, it's that rapid. Any any place where you can keep it relatively stable temperature wise and out of the sun, you're you're in good shape. Okay. There you go. Yep. Good enough for me. I mean, uh, that's kind of the 
I know I've tried to do that. My my collection out of the four of us here is by far the smallest, but, you know. I don't know. Mine's dwindling just because I have so much homebrew, which is also amazing considering <laughs> you brew, like, fucking 15 gallons of beer at a clip, like, yep. double batching it. And, you know. Yeah. And see, the thing is, the, the cellar is in Brian's basement, but uh, his partner, Don, has the brewery. And right. And by the brewery, we mean a brewery. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know. They're, they're just this shy of having like a grain uh, silo outside the house. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a, a huge help. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would be. What is it? Don't worry, it's just 500 pounds of, of two row. No worries. Gravity feeds Don, directly Don's into wife, the basement. Don's wife runs outside and goes, "Why is there a crane here?" Yeah, she she wouldn't be shocked by anything that shows up at that house these days. Not at this point. <laughs> We just got a 50-gallon HLT that uh, is going to be one of Don's first projects after he gets back up on his feet. Oh, yeah. Well, awesome. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So what is the first one that we have here? What's the? I saw it's from, uh, from Maniunk, but the first beer yep. that we have today is? It's Cuvée de Yonk. Uh, picked this up in March down at, is it Foodery? The Foodery or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. The In Philly uh, on Pine Street. Uh, it's always my one of my favorite stops in Philly. Uh, you can always score yourself some Russian River. Yep. Pliny, if you're so inclined, even though we wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, they didn't actually have any last time no? I was there. But I certainly took home some, some consecration. Gladly, gladly. That's, that's, yeah, I was pissed because <laughs> when I went last time I was at um, in Philadelphia, the um, Pl- uh, Pliny was just put on to replace the consecration, and I didn't get to have any. Oh, well, I watched a guy order the consecration, and then I ordered it. They go, no, it's Pliny now. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, they did have... How did do that on the lines? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I was told. Presto changeo. Uh, yeah, at Monks, I think there was maybe six or seven Russian rivers on tap when I was there. Oh, my God. I, 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 I was the last one to leave. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I are skipping our, our yearly trip this year. I think we're going to go in the spring instead. So yeah, yeah. hopefully there'll be something left for me when I'm there. But yeah, I mean, we've I've been to Maniunk, the actual brewery, and um, you know we did a, an episode on them. We like their peanut butter crunch porter. Yep. Mark loves to hate their um, margarita goza. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's pineapple. It's pineapple. It's uh, not not Mark's favorite. That was awful. <laughs> but um, I had a, a sip of this. It's pretty amazing. Um, I love the name too. Cuvidionk. Yep. So cuvées usually have like kind of like a white wine profile almost mm-hmm. and this one doesn't stray too far from that it's a little bit sweet inside um Super we talked dry. about when we needed a, uh, a corkscrew you find the uh, the young ladies <laughs> with the chardonnay but that's almost where this kind of comes out at it's, yeah it feels I, almost I, like a uh, like a chardonnay meets a beer yeah i think it's probably the french oak aging yeah like i definitely smelled it on the on the nose initially when i first first poured it out i could smell the uh, the french oak i mean it almost smells like grape juice it's uh, it's really good. The uh, the dryness of it in the finish is like I'm immediately like more. I need more on my tongue. It right. just and keeps that's, going. That's what this style should be. Yeah. Know, it was meant to quaff those guys out working in the in the fields. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Yep. And yeah, um, I believe you mentioned before uh, before we started recording that there's a little bit of apricot in here. Yep, they did add some apricots, uh, which I think goes well with the oak. Um, they they claim that it gets uh, some vanilla bean. Um, I don't necessarily pick up ne- uh, vanilla beans. Yeah. You guys get no. that? I no, mean, I think that's, you know, I, I think that might be a trace from the from the oak right. a little bit that yeah. you get. But I love the color of oh, yeah. the cuvee, and, and it's really clear too. Yep, um, I, I appreciate it's got that it's... nice golden yellow color to it. I appreciate the fact that it's only five percent. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good starter <laughs> for today when we know we're going to be putting back some that uh, are going to be a little bit heavier yes. at the start of the session. I don't quite. I don't. The apricots, I think, is lost in the in the uh, level of sour for me. Um, that's good. I don't super dig apricot, but I. Uh, I God damn it, this is good. But uh, apri- apricots are really it's yeah, gentle it's a, flavor, subtle flavor. Anyway, yeah. like even like even if you're like licking apricot jam out of the jar, like it's still not going to be a super strong flavor. No, and that's what I mean. I think that in, in especially in a beverage like this with the level of acidity that's in here, I, I, I wouldn't expect to find it very much. Yeah. It's almost like they were like, hey, we have these apricots. They're going to go bad. <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of these. It's like the way Mark uses half of his pantry. Like, oh, this has been here for a little while. We're making this. This makes no sense, but we're going to throw it in here. It's going to taste awesome. It's going to be delicious. Yeah. Just add more gojujang and we'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just put as much gojujang and fish sauce as we can. <laughs> and it will be delicious. Exactly. Like you had like the last time I saw you cooking, you put like this much fish sauce in, and I f- I'm 99 percent sure you do that shit just to say you did it. 
because I can't imagine this much fish sauce going into what you no, cook. No, it's very, time. very is strong it really? flavor. Yeah. yeah. It is not something that you ever want to put in your mouth by itself straight. Sounds like someone did that. <laughs> you got to learn what the flavor is, right? Well, that like, it's been from, like, when you when you pour a little bit of it out, you know, it'll dribble a little bit. So, like, I ran my finger up the side of the bottle to clean it off, and I went... And I was like, "Oh, reminds, <laughs> reminds me worse of what I worse is sheer sauce or not or better? No, intensity. Yeah, worse, worse. It reminds me of the time I was helping you make that prohibition porter, and I licked the LME off my finger. Yeah, <laughs> and I told you not to do that. And I was like, I'm like, you're not oh, gonna like that. I was like a like a dog that just like put his tongue into a uh, a um Lights cactus. Like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> running around. I was in San Francisco in '92, and I was buying a bunch of Sierra Nevada as rent for my friend's apartment for the weekend. And I was getting a giant <laughs> bottle of Nook Mom, and the, the this little Vietnamese woman goes, "You know what this is?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fish sauce." It's like, "Okay, you got a D." Like, you're going to prove me when buying three cases of Sierra Nevada and a bottle of Nook Mom. Like, all right. <laughs> sure. Why what not? What kind of weird shit are you up to this yeah. weekend? <laughs> all, he, all you needed was, like, you know, a, a box of condoms and a roll of duct tape to go with that. You would have been, would have been like, the ideal thing to purchase. There you go. <laughs> so how do we want to do this? Do we want to go around and rate these guys? Or sure. Or do we want to... Why not? Well, we said it, it comes in. Is there any other stats on that uh, that bottle there, Brian? It's over by you. I mean, you said yep. it comes in at about 5%, but yep. is there any other uh, details we need to know about this fine beverage? I would, they use doubtful, bread. I would think. No. Okay. No, it, it's, uh, it says Belgian-style sour ale. Other than that, we have the Surgeon General's warding, which I don't want to know anything about. No. Um, now, is this one... Um, this one look, this this one doesn't look dusty. This one looks nope. like it's a pretty new... Yep. You said it got it in March. March. Yeah. Right. There you go. And on the other side of the scale, and I, this was not planned, it's just the way this thing, the, the, that basement works out, is uh, I got a Cascade Apricot from 2009. Okay. Oh, so damn. If you want to do a compare and contrast on no, Apricot. I, sure. I like that. You want Apricot. <laughs> yeah. Not Apricot. Hey, you like them Apricots. <laughs> so to, uh, to get this one out of the way, this is a growler for me. Um, I think I'm going to go with you on the growler as well. It's so, it's so refreshing when you drink it that you're just... It's just going to keep going. Yep. It's, I'm not going to stop until I say, oh, man, I had way more than I should have. I can't lie. I think the 750, it comes in as perfect. I would probably drink that whole thing by myself and fight people off. Away you know from what, it. it's, so, it's so light that you really could like knock down that 750 by yourself without a problem. Yeah, I would saber it open, which would create a very sharp uh, portion at the top, and then right. just thrust that into the people that were, are trying to drink it and take it away from me. But then you might get your blood, their blood in your beer. It sounds like a Viking type shit to do, and I'm drinking it anyway. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, but then it might not taste as good. I don't know. Blood of my enemies always tastes good. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. How about you, Mark? What are you thinking? Uh, it is very good, but I'm gonna stay at the bomber just because it's, you know, I'm not I'm not a big wine drinker, and it's very close to wine and. It's, it's as close to wine it, as I can get. Yeah, it, it is very yeah. good. I, j I just don't want more than a bomber of it. Okay. How about you, Brian? Uh, I would definitely go with a growler, mostly because I'd probably end up sharing half of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That is in your nature. But I did uh, apparently, at the, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. Mine, <laughs> yeah. oh mine. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll murder you if you take it. I'd still share mine with you. Yeah. But uh, I find it really balanced. I find it very refreshing on a, a day like today outside sweating. Yeah. You know, the, this is absolutely what I want in my hand. No doubt. Thank God it's at least uh, not quite as bad as it was earlier in the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited oh, for, yeah. uh, for having a, a, a little bit of uh, a reprieve from it being both 100 degrees and 100% humidity. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not happy for me going back and forth between uh, air-conditioned uh, grocery stores to sweaty back rooms and... <laughs> Back to air-conditioned grocery stores. I was less than happy. That's that's called Swamp Ooh. Ass Central. Damn, swamp. son, scared no. the shit out it of me. It wasn't just Swamp Ass. It's it was all right. Swamp everything. I was. <laughs> I looked like Swamp Thing at the end of it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> coming out. Things dripping off. Oh, of look it. at the color on that. That is yeah. a beautiful color. I'm going to guess that in 2009, if this were open, it was probably not that color. I would think not. <laughs> yeah, it pours out in a really lovely amber color to it now. Got wow. little tones of red in it, a little bit of uh, gold there too. Did you uh, make it to Cascade when you guys went to uh, HomebrewCon? No, and it was one of my great regrets. Holy shit! How did you not get there? It was just one of those things. Oh my god! 
What's um? Where's Homebrew Con? Where was that out? It was in Portland. Portland. All right. Yep. There you go. That sounds like the uh, perfect look. Like there or Denver seems like the perfect spot for homebrew convention yep. like that. Yeah. The only negative there is that they 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 literally have homeless people as pets. They're just everywhere. They so are. it's they it's are. how they keep Portland weird, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? it, it keeps things interesting on the sidewalk. You gotta keep jumping over them. Yeah. But even the homeless people there have weed, so it's yeah. cool. Can you, yeah, but can, last time I was in Portland, I was trailing around 14 uh, oh, yeah. teenagers and oh, trying yeah. to direct them to Voodoo Donut at 10 o'clock at night and keep the... You should the try to get a, keep, keep a homeless person from dragging them, dragging one of the, one of the <laughs> young ladies and ladies into a dumpster. Yeah. I think Voodoo Donut kept that conference going because everywhere I looked, there were big pink boxes oh, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. When they legalized weed there, Voodoo Donut was like... Holy shit. We got a franchise. <laughs> and they do. They have, yeah, they have like six stores everywhere. there. They're in, yeah. Eugene, they're, in, they're in Portland. They're in Seattle. They're in Eugene. Yep. They're all over the place. Yeah. Now. I don't oh. know. Top Pot in Seattle is my favorite. Yeah. 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 I have the only, my only time in Seattle was enough to get from the get a rent the car and then start driving down to Portland because it was a storm <laughs> and I couldn't get That's to right. Portland. Oh, that was a disaster of a trip. I've told you guys about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this pours out probably like a you know dark gold amber color, mm-hmm. and uh, when I mentioned earlier that it wasn't probably that color in two thousand nine, the oxidation from storage has probably darkened it up a little bit. You can definitely smell a little bit of sherry notes on it, but there's still this really great like farmyard like Brett character. Yeah, it definitely has on. definitely has some funk on the nose. Yeah, yeah. if I remember it right, it was a lot more tart. Yeah, this is not very tart. No, you know, it's coming in. I I feel like I've seen that bottle before it oh was, yeah it was probably that you had brought it to a convention and yeah it's probably a well, i gave glenn a bottle of yeah. that for his birthday like okay. a couple of years ago too so that totally might be why fucking you wasted on him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking wasted. i may have also given him yeah. one on the day of his bachelor party too. oh my god oh. <laughs> that was that's 60 dollars in beer you're never never gonna get back but <laughs> no it wasn't no, well between is, the two bottles yeah. i'm just surprised at how not Hard it is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that the the Brett sits in there and the that overtakes the lacto and it okay. starts to give you that more hay. I get like a lot of hay notes from yep. it, um, and not ho- exactly horse blanket, but borderline. No, it's I, I can see how it's getting to the beginning of yeah, that horse blanket yeah, range to it. And it's definitely more like dry dried hay Brett character than uh, yeah. Than, it's uh, the top Toji's. of the stables, not the bottom of the stables. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good exercise in how Brett does eat things slowly but eventually it will eat everything yes yes actually, it will <laughs> actually got a shirt that says that oh, oh, really? eats everything from the beer koenig in amsterdam yeah nice that's amazing the uh my favorite part this is my favorite kind of like sour beer one that started off tart and you sit on it and it gets this farmyardy character i think i go berserk for this this is yeah. wow yeah i'm pretty sure this is my last one too so and this the apricot's dead as fuck, so it's really good. There's no apricot <laughs> at all. Like it's been murdered. It's a great comparison to the the yunk. Yeah, yeah. I I miss the I miss the apricot a little bit. Apricot is a flavor that I really like. Um, I'm one of those people I can get like the bag of dried apricots and just eat the whole damn thing, and then probably spend an hour or two shitting. But <laughs> <laughs> just because that that much dried fruit is just never no no it's not. Your body your body's it, like this is supposed to have some juice in it. <laughs> Holy shit! But. I like, I like I apricots, apricots too. Flavor, so I'm missing it a little bit. I like them too, but generally the the only time that I eat apricots is basically reserved to when I'm making cheese into a meal. Okay, there you go. Oh, just okay. I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see what you mean now. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying with it. I I would like that apricot flavor to still be there a little bit. I think it would still make a to have that little bit of sweetness come back with it would be really pleasing to me. But as it is, it's you said it. It's a really great progression to see, like, hey, this is what it started out, and this is what it could become. I, mean, I think that's interesting. This is a great example of, you know, again, kettle sours are really good. Mark and I like them. We make them. But when you have something There's that 10 has... gallons right over there. Yup. <laughs> when you have something that has live cultures in it... Oh, what, out of ovs over What time. ends up happening mm-hmm. over, over time is, like, you can't, you can't... There's no replacement for the time that went into the, what we're drinking right now. No. Yeah, and and going back to a helpful hint is, if you buy a case of something, you can drink it each year and see how it goes. And once it gets to that point where you really like it, polish that thing off or, or save one or two. But that's that's been my plan. Yeah. That's got to be probably the that would probably be the hardest part of it for me because I feel <laughs> like I would get like 
I would get to that point and then be like, oh my god, next year it might not be so good. I better drink it all right now and like and not and and possibly miss. And then I'd be racking myself and beating myself up, going, you know what? It could have been better. It might have been better next year. Like, oh my god, what's we've had, we've had we've had a couple of from from mine that have yeah. definitely been like, oh fuck, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. one year one year yep. too long, basically. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I hate I, when that happens. This, I think the that champagne happened. showers. Yeah. Oh, well, that was that was me being an idiot. I had champagne showers for mustache, and I just forgot it in the back of the thing, and I I brought it over. It was only like six or eight months old, and God, it was. It was rancid. I mean, the beer was fresh. It was amazing, but <laughs> I don't know what bad. what demons lived inside of that. But it, you know, we, they they did not like my refrigerator, and it wasn't that wasn't the beer's fault. It was me for not drinking it when I was supposed to. Well, I think we we had a good experience with that when we did the um, the vertical with the, the uh, oh the Black Friday with the yeah. Black Friday. Yeah, you know, we kind of went. Oh, this was good. One year old, it was really nice. Here's old. Hey, don't really need it. Like, don't wait that long. Just yeah. drink it. <laughs> so this one's on the downhill. Yeah, you know we. Were, we were a little disappointed on that one, but that was a fun that was a fun experiment as well. Yep. The size the size of the bubbles in this blows my mind. Just if you, <laughs> you like if you swirl the head up, like the bubbles are all of the bubbles are the same, like way bigger than other like other the other heads you see. I don't know. I didn't pour, I didn't pour mine very aggressively. So yeah, pretty, I mean mine's pretty level out there. But I'm looking at your three guys and go. Man, I, I did this. It's wrong. not the size of the head; it's like literally the size of the individual bubbles. They're mm-hmm. all like pretty big. Normally, like you, you know, it's a lot finer. Yeah, it looks almost. Mine's like, pretty uh, fine. Uh, yeah. Really, fish. Yeah. It looks almost like fish eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have in my glass. I have fish eggs. But the uh, this this is an easy keg for me. I would want this pretty big. <laughs> I I would want this all the time in its current state. I would have to you know make a machine that could just transport the 2018 version of this to 2009. I think it involves a but, flux capacitor somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Which you got to make sure is outside, not near the refrigeration units and not next to the regulators because it just messes with everything. Yeah. Gotcha. Just note, note that. I'll make a mental note. Um, Brian, what's your thoughts on this one? Where are you going to put this one? Uh, I wish I had more of it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I'm glad I, I got to share it with you guys. Do you think this is the... Uh, um, basically... Would this be the moment where you would drink the case of this? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to share this love. That's how I feel about it. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to go any further with this. No. I don't. I mean, it could, could be even better next year, but it's so good right now that it, it's all got to go. Well, I looked at it and I said, "Wow, 2009, huh?" And I said, "That's ah, Cascade. It'll be fine." <laughs> There's enough shit living in there to kill anything. So, well, I, I first ran into Cascade uh, their first year at GABF, and I think I spent 45 minutes at their table. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. The, the same guy, Logan. It's like stop drink this and i didn't move for at least a half an hour to 45 minutes i listened to a podcast i think it was basic brewing interviewed them while out at homebrew con and um yeah they uh their whole process and the way they thought about it and how i mean they put more thought into it than even i thought possible so now i understand why you walk past the shelf in the store and it's like you know this you know 35 dollars for the bottle they're like oh, holy shit you literally took Four years to make this beer before you released it. Okay, well, yeah, it, it shows. I think I'm looking at the. Um, this is the Cascade uh, Cascade Apricot Ale, the Belgian Flanders style, from uh, Cascade out of Portland, and um, start. It's a nine percent alcohol. This is the 2009 bottling. I'm just looking at the la- the uh, the label here. Um, it says that it was eight that it went underwent eight months of lactic fermentation in the uh, end oak barrel aging. And then the apricots are fermented with this beer for an additional three months. So that's 11 months before it even goes into the bottle. Yeah. You know, so this is uh, really a 2008 beer. Yeah. Um, Br- Brian just brought out bottles yeah, that make me super happy. Because <laughs> I know they came from Europe. And there's, cause nice. there's almost no adornment to them whatsoever. <laughs> Excellent. Mark, before, uh, before we move on to it, Mark, what was your uh, rating on this one? I'm going to go Bomber for the Cascade Apricot as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about you, Kevin? I think I'm going to take this one um, wow. back to a Bomber from the Growler before, just because it's a, the flavor is a bit stronger to it. There's more to enjoy, there's more to enjoy with it, and so I want to... It's not going to be that same kind of slant. Like It's not just going to go down quite as easy as the other one. It's not a quaffer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's a thinker. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna pass this this last one. next one over to Mark. Will I uh, finish up this last bit? Sip. What? Uh, so, can you uh, tell us the origins of this mysterious bottle? So that's a 
a lambic made by uh, a, a guy named Tommy Seff out of the Netherlands. Uh, he's from Den Helder. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met on the planet. Um, he looks like he's like 18, because he probably is. And to be producing beer of this quality at that age, I can only imagine what, what 20 years on this guy's going to be making. So this is, this is a homebrew? No. He's, oh, he's got a... Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he's commercial. Yeah, no, they, oh. they, yep. the ingredients are listed on here. So. Well, I mean, I just yeah. didn't know if somebody got crazy as a homebrewer. And Ard Bay is strawberry. Okay. Yeah. Now, how did oh, you come? Ac- how did you come across this bottle? Did you uh, find this in a shop, or did you go hunt this guy down? Oh no, I, I I've been trading with the guys at the Beer Koenig in Amsterdam for many years. Okay, um, so they know when I come in, they they better have their A game going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you were telling me you trade them some some American stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just tons of of the old Goose Island stuff. I gave oh, okay. them some of the barley wines. I gave them a rare. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I gave them a bunch. of they're like, uh, where can come come close? I'm like, all right, uh, throw in six Westy 12s and let's call it a day. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're giving you more. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. Well, I mean, every- not that those are bad beers. It's just that it's it's obviously the reverse situation where we look at that and they're thinking of that as a, a Bourbon County rare where we don't, we wouldn't. Well, I told them that it was my 50th birthday and I got a reputation to uphold. So oh. if they came out on, on the plus side, I was absolutely okay with that. <laughs> just, you know, give me give me a prop when you uh, pour it out for your friends yep so i i've i've mentioned uh, the term bird tire on this podcast before and i smell this and this is uh 100 that um it, the aroma is is i don't think you're gonna find many other things that smell like this yeah no no this this guy is really doing great stuff and um he's already got a cult following and uh i just gotta clean out a little bit before i get it uh, unfortunately <laughs> i drank the blueberry but that was fantastic i can only imagine oh yeah I have another one that is uh, wood must. Uh, not wood, grape must. Yeah. Wood must would not be good. <laughs> Dude, the clarity on this is also bananas. Yeah, no, this this kid is just knocking it out. Isn't wood alcohol toxic to humans? Sure is. So. Yeah, I love the the label. It's just a it's just a piece of sticky paper that yep. looks like it was type like with a hand mm-hmm. typewriter. Yeah, like someone yep. just went. Click, click, click. I picture like an old lady with the glasses. Just click 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 out there yeah. with us. The, the first year I came across them, I brought back, I think, two to one Cantillons to that. And the second time it was reverse. I brought back yeah. more, more Tommy's beer than Cantillons. There you go. Yeah, it's a, uh, I'd say like a light golden color. Very, uh, very well carbonated as it should be. And um, like I said, the aroma, I mean, I don't know. You guys can, can comment on the aroma, but I'm, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm like, not, you know. A, a lid. Give me, a, I, give me a beer lid. I don't think that uh, there's any other way to describe it other than burnt tire. Yeah, and this one is two years old. It does. It definitely has a little bit of that burnt tire, but the, just the yeah. the the layers of aroma yeah. is something that you don't really get in anything other than lambic, and I think it's got to have to do with the the various uh, swings in the, the microbial population in the beer as it cools down. Yeah, that that this is one of the toughest things that I found. Uh, and I wanted to like Ooh. sours, and that that burnt tire was just so off-putting. It, it took me two years before I could drink yeah, them and not retch. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a like like sneaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's it's really oh, crazy. Yeah. There's no like it, it is an appetizer to someone who likes it. It's an appetizing way to describe something, but you know, like <laughs> no, like there's no way to make it sound like to make it sound good. Like I, it's it's really weird with sours. Like when we talk about like. Burnt tire, horse yeah. blanket, horse blanket, yeah. and hey, like, I guess a little bit you can kind of get. I, I understand, like some people, and I find it that way. Like almost, you can almost find a little bit of enjoyment in like that man, fresh manure smell, like when a, when you're going by a farm and like yeah. it's it smells earthy and a little bit sweet and a little bit sour in there. That makes a little sense to me, but something like this is. It's just weird. It's different. It's different. This it's is also counterintuitive. This yeah. is also why when you enter something like this in a beer competition, if a judge isn't familiar with it and like you smell this, the minute you smell this, you're like, all right, this is a 13. Like, this, what did they do to this thing? <laughs> what's the greatest? There's a lot of shit living in here. Hey, hey, Andrew, what's the lowest I can give? <laughs> like, you know, you, you, but it's spot on for oh. what it's supposed to be. Oh, it's killer, right? Oh. The ticket talk about a thinker. If you thought the last one was a thinker, this one is like, let me have tiny, tiny sips of this and just write oh, write thoughts down. I need yeah. four sheets to write to write down this beer. Yeah. The thing that amazes me is 
how well the strawberry is present. For, like, for, strawberry is a really hard flavor to put into beer. Like, we've had a couple different oh, ones. tons of them. Yeah. Um, it, it ferments 100% out. Yeah, and, but it's just... I just find it's difficult to get that... The real flavor of a strawberry in there. Sometimes it comes off as a soured strawberry, and sometimes it comes off as, like, this little wisp of a strawberry that everything disappeared on it. And then it was whatever the hell that thing was that we had from Hermitage. Yeah. Oh, which, yeah. That one was... There was that one, and there was another one that we had gotten from out east that was just... They were not good. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're, talk- know what you're talking about. They, I remember were, the name of it, really, but yeah. Well, the, the one from Hermitage also had rhubarb in it, too. Right. Which I think is what kind of is what really threw it off. They were going for like that strawberry-rhubarb-pie combo. Right. Which I understand, but that just didn't work. But this, like, the strawberry flavor is so so precise right there that it really tastes like there's that strawberry like you're just biting into one it comes in right behind like the 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 sour funky mm-hmm. character and then it kind of just sneaks in like here's a little strawberry to clean your palate oh man it's incredible yep it's also the last one. Oh. <laughs> well the only one i should say yeah i was gonna say and he's it's 40 out of 240 on the bottle so there were only 240 of this right made and with lambics it's blended so this isn't gonna happen again. Like, no. I mean, they're close, but it's it's kind of like a, a snowflake, you know. You, eat, you know, I'm sure 39 could have been a little bit different than 40 too. So, and this is, I'm gonna pose the question to all three of you: Is when they blend, when they're creating a blended beer, are is the uh, I, I know there's another name for him. I know it's not the brewmaster, but like the guy who's doing all the blending, are they looking to recreate the same flavor? year after year and try to get as close as they can and that's what they're blending to or are they just blending the different brews together to try to create something that is pleasurable for that addition i think it really depends on the person okay. and and the brewery itself too yeah. i mean what their goals are well think, that's yeah. what i meant by yeah. the person right yeah i would think a larger commercial brewery with a, a product that like people are trying to go after over and over again they're yeah, probably so like gonna get, the, yeah. the new belgian La Folie that right. i've got here like every year they're trying they're they're blending back towards their flavor memory of the previous year mm-hmm. and then you know they've also got a bottle from last year but they're trying to account for the changes over the last year right okay. yeah so it's- yeah so if it's uh you know if, if it's like a largely distributed brand generally they're trying to blend towards that same like end okay. game every time but this guy He's probably just trying to He's just probably trying to just making something tasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I do think with the Belgians, uh, I, I think they have a, like you said, flavor memory, and I think that when they smell and taste certain things, that they know what else they can match that with to get a good. Yeah, right. If I if I take number one and blend right. it with number thirty. And that's why they do what they do, and we don't do what they do. Right. <laughs> it's like basically like a, I just picture a guy locked into a locked in a barrel room, and he yeah. just crawls around, and he's like a mole. He doesn't have eyes. He just <laughs> like knows where the where the different uh, ones are. Yeah. Well, and he's just like that's, <laughs> that's like the guys that that's the guys that like blend like scotch and bourbon and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Like that, they're creating a flavor year after year. I know they're creating trying to create the same flavor year after year. And they know that, man, if I go to these barrels, they're going to create this kind of flavor for me. And the stuff that I've got in these barrels is going to give me a different element that I need. And they know how to pull this. I remember I was listening to one on, like, um, on like buffalo, on like wild turkey or buffalo trace or something. And even though it's, it's like a big brand, they really do have a, a system of going through all that. Right. Yeah. But you, you guys ever been out to New, New Belgium? No. no, no. Oh, walking no. around those photos is is quite the experience. I can imagine. Yeah. Where are these guys at? Uh, Fort Collins. Uh, yeah. Okay, they're in Colorado. And then, uh, and then they have the the other facility down in Raleigh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we were lucky enough to get a, a VIP tour in 2010. And we we're out at GABF, and uh, we we gave our tour guide a bunch of beers that we brought out, and he's like, "Oh, we got you uh, employee pricing." I'm like, "Case of La Folie, please." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll take a case. Let's go. And a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and some fish sauce. Yeah. Yeah. You got ID? Yeah. So I guess you're going to have to plan another trip to uh, to get some more of this, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. Gladly. Uh, anytime. Speaking of fish sauce, have you been in the H Mart in Jericho yet? I've not. Um, 
Yeah. This is Mark's I, new I favorite Mark, place. I saw Mark made a, uh, made a, f- a family field trip. Mark's going to get a tattoo on his ass of the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like, t- yeah, at least two hours in it. In I it, love places uh, like last, that. Last Sunday. Probably at least it. $200, too. No. No. It's one ninety eight. No, it was ballpark. <laughs> I, I particularly enjoy wandering Patel Brothers. It was probably Hitchcock. probably like oh, yeah. hundred and eighty between between the groceries, the taiyaki, and then and then the hot lunch. Yeah, and eating. So all right. Yeah, I figured yeah. that. That's where that's, that's where I had you. I had you pegged. You, you like I, the, the status updates, the time. Like they were like fucking twenty minutes apart. Like you and you and Amy, like from the place. I wasn't even doing it. Oh, it was, just, was Amy? just Amy. Oh yeah. my god, Amy's like a reach Tapanyaki, Tapanyaki. Look, look, they're different sizes. Like fucking yeah, constantly. Great. You guys want to stick with Tommy Seth? Oh, there's more of this guy. One more. Sure. We're not. I'm not going to say no on anything right now. All right. That one's got a cork. So let's do um, let's do some ratings on this one before <laughs> oh, yeah. we uh, and finish this one, finish yeah. these up before right we ahead. move on to. The uh, it's gonna take me a while to res- wrestle this thing out. Yeah, it's capped and corked, so uh, for safety, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a, a bomber. Um, it's about a, a 27 stars out of 10. But a bomber because of, I don't think you can drink a lot of this. Yeah, it's so complex that it really is just this sipping beer. And I'm I'm with you. It's it's the bomber. Like it's really good, but like it's I yeah. I don't know. I think you need to know some uh, like yeah here, nuclear look. physics in order to use yeah. that one. Yeah, it's overly complex. <laughs> it's really not if you know how to use it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly, just like nuclear physics. Um, <laughs> it's only five percent too, which is incredible. The yeah. amount of flavor you're pulling out of something that's five percent. I mean, for anybody who thinks you have to have a um, you know a high ABV beer to get that. All those layers of flavors into something. I, I think most cantillons are pretty low. Oh yeah, almost yeah. Most sours, sours in general, especially from Belgium, tend to yeah. be on the lower lower range. Well, dry fontaines are well, yeah. a little different. <laughs> I mean, everybody's gonna get crunk once in a while. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all good though. Yes, Brian, how Justin, are you? Where are you gonna put this? Uh, were you, the were you bomber uh, for that as well? Yeah, yeah. this is. Definitely a sipper. Uh, this is not something I would drink a lot of, but I would relish every sip of it. Oh. Yeah. I think for me, it's going to be a bomber. Also, I want. Um, I think the glass like this is, is great, and then I'm probably going to make sure that I go back for that second one too, just because I'm a glutton. <laughs> and it's it's such a delicious flavor that the 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 mellow the mellowness of the strawberry and it coming through so cleanly is just incredibly impressive to me. I'm going to rate this one uh, a bomber, but I'm going to go back and change it to my, my love of Oreos because I will eat Oreos until even after they start tasting bad. Like, I will keep eating that's, them until they're, all, until they're they all gone. They don't taste bad. <laughs> no, no. After a while, you start to feel like... Oh, yeah. Like, that's because you're a quitter. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. <laughs> after a while, you get the diacetyl coating on your palate. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten... I've eaten probably... I've eaten two... Full double stuffed family size Oreos in a sitting container, so I know how badly Oreos can fuck up your your mouth. <laughs> but I will keep eating them until they're gone, and that's the same thing I would do with this beer. Yeah. Even although I think it would continue to taste good no matter what. Yeah, and again, I think over the two years that it's been in the bottle, it's definitely changed quite a bit. Oh, really? Yep. Do you have any kind of recollection of? what it tasted like in maybe the first bottle that you opened of it? It had a much stronger strawberry scent really? to it. Yeah. So the aroma mm-hmm. dissipated a bit. Yep. From it. But that's what usually happens is, is your, your fruit's going to fade. Right. You know, mm. this, the color on this one is, yeah, the color insane. on this is just absolutely yeah, so lovely. It's like Barney purple. It looks, it's actually slightly more purple than your cream ale. Yeah, yeah, my cream ale is definitely more brown than than this. Yeah, the the aroma is very similar to the last one, tartness with some some burnt tire mixed in, and then um, there's something else that I can't quite put my finger on. Absolutely, I feel like the burnt tire isn't as strong in this one though. No, it's not. And he does have these labeled that they're good for at least 10 years. Well, that's what I was going to say. I saw on the last one it says 6-2-2026. It's labeled <laughs> on the bottom. It says THT. I don't know what that stands for exactly. Probably like drink by date or something. That just means like, it's you know, it's take these into the hole with you. you know? <laughs> it's, you know, these need to be in, bunker your, beers. in your bunker. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it shows you that it was difficult enough for me to hold on to these for as long as I did. 
Right. I can't imagine. Because they're so damn delicious. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely lighter on the um the phenolics than the mm-hmm. and, than the Latin asters in the last one. What what is the uh what is the fruit in this one? It's a uh, grape must. Oh, that's right. You said this one's a grape must. Okay, yeah, the exact that's exactly what it's like. It has a um a drier quality to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the uh, you said it's a uh, Belgian, right? The guy uh, or Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, I'm reading the words on the I'm like this sounds kind of that word looks kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, English is a much of a, you know, <laughs> mutt language as there is, so you, know, you get all sorts of weird words in here. Yeah, I'm good with Dutch menus, but don't ask me to speak a word of it. There you go. <laughs> I get I get slapped around for my mispronunciations. <laughs> like I can I, I know what I'm going to order, and I'm going to. I can only that, imagine but, when but you I, put J, P, and T next to each other. I don't know what sound <laughs> that makes. Kiripjipja. <laughs> 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 no, no, that's got an umlaut. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and well, I mean, why the why the green bottles? I mean, what, why make the choice for the green bottle? I, it's probably what what he had available. Yeah, it just you know. Every time I see them, I'm like, oh my god, you just made it so yeah. much harder for me to keep this thing good. It's, it's very odd to find green bottles, but... There's a whole cult of people that mm-hmm. are, like, especially fans of Jester King that are all about the skunk. Really? Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand it. Well, everybody's got their fetish as we were talking. Yeah, That's, that's true, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, fish sauce and skunk beer, that's just a weird party. I don't want to be any part of that. I'll be honest. Hey, Mark. You want to put some fish sauce in some of those jingling in one of those jingling bottles and find out what happens? Yeah, one of those jinglings is like half empty. Yeah, yeah that one. Say. That one has the devil in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. One, that one's that gonna one be actually is gonna especially be interesting. Yeah, I've nicknamed that one Beelzebub. That one's that one's. We're never opening that one. It's gonna live right there. It's never gonna move until it just completely yeah. evaporates. We're, yeah, exactly. We're gonna wait until it. Like the liquid line drops below the one third. Those poor ceiling people. ceiling ceiling <laughs> ceiling cat drank that to stay alive. Ceiling cat. <laughs> no, no, ceiling uh, cat, cat would get a. My like, cat was living in his ceiling. Was he? Yeah, we literally had to trap it to get it out of the basement. My cat got in in through somewhere mm-hmm. and um, was here for an extra week. <laughs> and finally, Mark is like. We gotta trap the fucking cat. We have to get the cat out. Mm-hmm. And we were at a bot. I told him we gotta there. trap the cat, or I'm burning the house down. <laughs> <laughs> we had, uh, we were at a bottle share, and all we get, uh, I see a text pop in on his phone from his wife, and it says, "Ceiling cat has been captured," with like 18 exclamation <laughs> points. points. Yeah, I, I don't know how how he was treating your ceiling as a litter box for a week. No, we left our litter box. He was definitely coming and using it because it was uh, it was soiled. Okay. So you know, it was. That's good. Thank God there was no uh, no stains. Yeah, yeah. you don't worst, need a, a dookie in the rafters. No, no. <laughs> we did not need a dookie worst in the rafters. Worst we had was a cat escaped as we were moving from Glen Cove to Huntington Station. Ah, like, all right. Yeah. We show up at the vet. Like I thought you were bringing three. We're like yeah, one escaped. Yeah, <laughs> he literally <laughs> hulked out of his cat carrier. Jeez, <laughs> oh, one's on the lamb. Yep. <laughs> He's hanging out somewhere in Australia. It's like, we're not yeah. coming back, man. Get yeah. in the camera yeah. here. You, oh, you don't want to come with us? Okay, cool. It's all good. That's it. You're just going to have to go it's live more around Teddy Roosevelt's house and be happy. It's more food for everyone else now. How did the uh, how did this hold up, this one? Oh, uh, I, I think it held up quite well. Um, I don't actually remember too much of a change from it uh, from when I first got it. Uh, it might have been a little more tart. And again, have a little more aroma, but I, I think it's aged nicely over a year. Yeah, we haven't any clunkers yet, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't really have the, um, I'm not getting that same uh, sneaker or tire. Much you know, less of it, yes. much less. It's right. definitely definitely there in the aroma, at least to a, mm-hmm. a, a much lesser extent. Yeah, much less. Yes. Um, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's such a significant decrease between the last one and this one. No, the, the the last one smelled like somebody's vacuum, just like oh yeah, yeah blew up. Vacuum. Yeah, you just you just sucked the hamster into the vacuum, and it's just working super hard. Yeah, but the um, it's it's almost like it's almost just grape juice. It it really doesn't come off with a little bit of funk in there. Yeah. Yep. So, but it's it's but really it, yeah, subtle. The the grape the grape juice is definitely very uh, forward. Yeah. The it. it or prominence, prominent. That's the word I was looking for. Forward yeah. prominent. You're but you're good there. Look, yeah. you're not going to lose any points for that. The 13 on the bell is too hard, though. You're fucked sideways. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a dumpster fire. That was a dumpster fire. I'm so glad you said that out loud. Yeah. You've been defending it up until now. <laughs> no, I meant the beer. Oh, the beer. Oh, fuck you. I may have been harsh on the score, yeah. but it was bad. 
Yeah, no one agreed with you. Like, not one person out of, like, fucking 15, so. As I was not there, I cannot weigh in on it. I, look, I didn't think I don't I don't enjoy the beer, but I thought that it was a uh, a fairly fairly decent uh, IPA, and it, it was definitely on the shelf a little too long. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, I'm still mocking Mark for the uh, for the exam, and it's mostly because it I'm was nervous. Chunks about- in my glass. Oh my god! No one else had chunks. No one mentioned chunks. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm worried about my score, so that's why I'm mocking Mark. It makes me feel better. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> That that just makes it worse, Brian. Yeah. It really does because everyone says the same thing. They're like, "Everyone's no- telling me I'm fine." Everyone said to me, "There's no chance you didn't get a 70. Everyone said, "Andrew, everybody," yeah. and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, but now if I don't, I'm an even bigger piece of shit." But than <laughs> I thought, Justin, so cool. You're gonna get a 68. Fuck you. Like, yeah, that's what perfect. you're gonna get. Wonderful. Thank you. That's what you're. I'm, I'm good here for you. My guess is 77. That's my. I'll put it on on record. My guess is that I got a All 77. Right. I'm putting it in there with the prices right rules, closest without going over. Okay. 68. I hope you get a. We'll know sometime before we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, this one is really enjoyable, but I just I feel like this one is falling victim to the amount of flavor that was present in the first three beers that we drank, mm-hmm. that it's kind of getting a little bit overshadowed. And so maybe the subtle characteristics of this, I'm not picking up as much. I still enjoy it, but I'm not going to rate it as high as I would the last couple. I think this one's going to be a pint for me. Really? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, He's absolutely I don't right. wanna, I'm going to really enjoy it, and the quality of it is through the roof, but... I don't think I'm going to go back to it the same way the last three beers have made me want to that's go true. back for more. Yeah, and that's I all agree. I'm saying to you. Yeah. Bar's been set. You know? What's <laughs> yes. That? The bar has been set. The gauntlet yeah. has been thrown. You know, the, I think that, um, <laughs> you know, the apricot really threw it down as like the, the second apricot, the Cascade one, really yeah. threw it down as like, man, this is such a, so complex, but still so incredibly drinkable. And now with this one being a little bit more just i don't know just not as forward with yeah. all its flavors i almost feel like man i'm a little bit lost here i'm a little, i wish i need something more straightforward to come at me and be like hey this is what we want but yeah i really enjoy i am insanely enjoying it i just i'm not gonna go for that second one. i'm still gonna go bomber on it but i agree with all your sentiments right. it's it definitely of, okay. of what we've had so far it's the uh like um the one that i would go back i would go back to last but I, if they were, if I just had that hanging out, I would still be like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page there. How about you, Mark? What are you thinking on this one? I'm with you, Kevin. It's a just a pint for me. And it that that's mostly because of my personal preference. Like, wine and beer mixed together is just really not my thing. Like, okay. I, I definitely get, like, some hints of tannin out of this. Yeah. Yeah, there's and, a little bit. Uh, and it's, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't want it in my beer. <laughs> Mark's going Mark's to pull out the uh, get off my lawn card on this one. There you go. That's pretty interesting because a lot of people are doing a lot of wine beer uh, algorithm hybrids, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and doing tastings. Really yeah. No, and, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Thank you. No problem. Um, and uh, I actually put another one back that was uh, a brewery blend. I, so I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware the brewery is like one of the ones that does a lot of that. Uh, one of my uh, m- my cousin's wife's brother works for Miller Coors, and I've had like some beta beers from them that have been like, you know, like forty something percent blends with red or white wine, and like, oh. So even red wine for you, no good. I prefer white over. Oh, red. really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like. As you're aware, I love me some really shitty red wine at a uh, all-you-can-drink yeah. uh, pizzeria situation. I was telling my, I was pontificating how much I loved my wife. It was like, I, I, like I was unreal how <laughs> fucking hammered I was. <laughs> Holy shit! I had like four carafes of wine by myself. Yeah, you it's were not a good, not a good situation. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, it's good. Right, we need a, a I'm, good, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, good. I, I definitely I, need yeah, a rinse. Yeah, I'll uh, handle that while you fight with that bottle. Um. While you're fighting with the bottle, yeah. can you do we do we need suppliers, uh, or has no, it got enough pressure? Need, need somebody with. Oh, yeah, it looks like it's shimmying a little bit. Holy shit! Ooh, Almost knocked my glass down. Caught it. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, I mean, if, for everyone at home who doesn't want to get on a plane to uh, 
to grab uh, grab some stuff like this. As Brian mentioned, there's the brewery. There's uh, Jester King. Um, Jester King can be hard to find. Uh, Jester King is hard to find. Yeah. I, the only time I've ever gotten a bottle was in Philly, actually, at the Fodery. I got that funk metal. That wasn't particularly great. Um, no, it wasn't. But uh, the, I've heard great things. You I'd like to try. There? Yeah, you want to give it a shot? Oh, it's moving. Yeah, Mark Mark has uh, hands that can break a toilet. Good. Um, <laughs> Don't let him hand tighten anything. Up no, you, you, seriously. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Well, no, like... I know Justin was all excited, like those those bidet attachments that I got for the toilets. Yeah, and it was a lovely thing to talk about on a beer podcast. But you know, it, it, they came with like a plastic wrench for you to tighten up the nuts. I was like, "What do I need that for?" Yeah. And you probably snapped three nuts and like, "Fuck it!" The whole got a Home Depot. Toilets and beer do go together. Yeah. I didn't Eventually. break them because I didn't use the wrench. Oh, I just finger tightened them. <laughs> and guess what? Nothing leaks. It's, yeah, that's pretty scary, actually. Brian, um, we didn't get your uh, oh. final rating on the um, on the grape. I, I agree with you guys. I, I think it, it kind of got lost uh, amongst the others, but it is a very well balanced and, and delicious beer, and um, you know it just wasn't as complex as the others. But you're right. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's uh, it's definitely one I would enjoy to the end. And I oh, did. yeah. So what is this mystery bottle that we have now? This is uh, Raspberry Harvest 2016 from uh, Old Brune. Verzeet Brewing. And where is that out of? Uh, it's a good question. I didn't check. Uh, it's okay. another one that was re- recommended by Yan over at Beer Koning. And anything that guy says I need to bring home. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's from another country. I know that. <laughs> it doesn't have a label. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so- bre- brewery to visit. Verzet. Verzet. And this so is another you, one with a fucked when up you color. Sh- bring stuff from overseas. Do you ship it back to your home, or do you just load up your luggage and like, like wrap it all up in in like t-shirts and say like everything fragile? goes <laughs> in clean laundry and comes back in dirty laundry? Okay, there you um, go. Thermal so socks. It's not a horse blanket that we're smelling. It's some other <laughs> thermal socks. Are your friends? Okay. <laughs> um, two thermal socks, one up, one down. Roll it in a t-shirt. <laughs> Put them side to side, shoulder to shoulder. If they can't move, they're less likely to break. Um, I have not lost anything other than a... uh, Yeah. (laughs) I got my technique down. Uh, uh, Delcy luggage, by the way. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, I I just retired one about two years ago that I can't even tell you how many pounds of beer it holds. But every one of my bags weighs about 48, 49 pounds. There you go. And uh, it's almost always... 30 something pounds of beer. Wow. <laughs> do you do you bag them or anything like that? Do you nope. like wrap, you know, nope. no plastic or anything to keep two, them? Two thermal socks, uh, cans. If you travel with cans, ziplock those things. Cause yeah, because the pressure think, change, right? No, just those edges. Yeah. Uh, they, okay. I, I've, I've had cans fail just in shipping. Okay. Um, you know, but um, yeah, if, if, the, if the bottles can't move too far sideways or upwards or downwards, um, you know, in that, that Delcy, it's a 22 inch. I can fit six, seven fifties and probably a, either a couple of 12s and a couple of 22s. Okay. Um, but See, yeah, this is the kind of knowledge that I need to acquire. <laughs> yeah. This is important to me. No, I've been flying with beer since 2000. And, and you check that stuff or you, like, yeah. like it's checked. You got to check it. The, yeah. 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 2006, I think it was, they changed the rules about 10 days before I was going to Belgium. I'm like, Re- re-emailing everybody. I'm like, I can't bring this anymore. I can only bring you that. Yeah. I'm like, damn Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Al-Qaeda, you're ruining my beer. They are. Oh, they my t- beer muling. They you totally ruined everything. screwed out. But yeah, I lost um, a 22-ounce Peche Mortel going into Amsterdam. It forced itself out the crown cap. So I had to do luggage as soon as I got into Amsterdam, uh, which was fun because hmm. it was coin-operated. <laughs> I had to try and figure out all the instructions in Dutch. <laughs> um, I don't know who was more disappointed, me or, or uh, Joris Patton, who uh, was a designee of that bottle. Oh, yeah, that would be a bummer. Yeah, Joris is, uh, he literally wrote the book on Lambics. Um, he's out there, but I don't, I don't even know if it's on Amazon or if it's just a hard copy that's no longer in existence. But <laughs> Who makes it? They no longer exist. He uh, wrote that with... What country uh, is it <laughs> It no longer exists. Exactly. I think he wrote it with Tim Webb. Beers of Peyotenland. And I've, I've been trading with Yoris for 15 years now. Haven't seen him in a while, but really good dude. 
it, it's amazing to me that there's literally not a fucking thing yeah, in this bottle. Other, other than the, the, the tag that was around the end of it, which yep. might have been from another fucking bottle from all we, for all we know. No, like, no, this yeah. is definitely a raspberry beer. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, if this were in a store, could you imagine? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. exactly. But, no, I, lo- I love the nose on this. Like, yeah. the ra- it's got a really nice raspberry oh. aroma. Yeah. And this the, is by far the darkest of the, the beers that we've gone through. So it, far, yes. It is a, a brown. But it's got, like, really nice ruby highlights. Yeah. Oh, that aroma is nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. That might be the most ras- most real raspberry fla- aroma that I've ever gotten off a of beer. Mark, you need to go upstairs and get your pH meter. I don't want to know what the fucking pH of this is. I haven't calibrated it's, it It's yet. low as fuck. Oh, my God. It is pretty damn low, yeah. This yeah. is might be harder than Checkpoint Charlie. Is that my, no. No? You don't think so? It's it's close. It's close. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> Do you know who's going to love this beer? Steph. My wife's going to lose her mind. Holy is she coming later? Yes. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yes. Her and Jake, Jake and her are going to come by. Wow, that's hard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This wow. killer. Oh, man. Yeah, this is... So, well, this I think is me, what... Let lo- me retract. It may be... The pH may be less just because it might be uh, a blend between lactic and acetic. Right. Whereas Checkpoint Charlie is just all lactic. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's definitely some acetic in this. The I think this is what most people think of when they think sour beers. I mean, I've had so many people tell me, I don't like sour beers. And I'm like, you literally just haven't tried enough of them. Yes. Not because, maybe they don't, but there are so many variables. I mean, just in the bottles that we have on this table, the difference is yeah, between it, them. Yeah, it's such no, a broad it's, category. Yeah. I mean, yep. It's not... You know, it's sort of like saying I don't like IPAs. There are a, a, a high variance in, I, in IPAs, but not nearly the level that there is in a, in a sour category. No. Good cat. Uh, I, I mean, if you think I, about it, there's how many sour categories are there? There's actually like four to st- four or five distinct sour categories by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I think you're right. I think the two categories that polarize people, especially new to craft beer, are the most are sours and IPAs. Mm. Um, I just took one little sip of this, and... You're right. The the acid on it is severely strong. It's really, really strong. But the aroma smells right like I'm standing outside the the raspberry bushes in my dad's backyard. Like there's like right like I'm right in there. Like my head is neck deep in them. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go back. I gotta go back for another sip of it. But I gotta had to give myself a minute to, <laughs> to breathe for it. I was like. Ooh. Yeah, you, breathe out of that. One. It, it it hits you when you drink it. It's kind of like a little bit of a punch in the face because, especially being that you know we were sort of setting it up with this funk before, and now we're into the acetic and uh, lactic category. Yeah, this, this a is area. this is just dry and tart. And yeah, like the, like I I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, this is. I, I I tend to appreciate all of them, but I like this. And I have to say, if I'm going to pick one, I would go more towards the Brett side than the lactic side. But I still love this. I think you were you're, the, you're a little the reverse of that. You'd like more of the, the lactic than the, I, the I do Brett. like Brett character yeah. and whatnot, but I, I really like when you when you've got a really really tart beer that just has it has those layers of acidity. Like this isn't just the one note of lactic. Like I love I love Checkpoint Charlie, but it, it's yeah. one note lactic. Yeah. But when you get the complexity in there of uh, some acetic acid in there as well. Like I, I just love that. That's uh, also why I really love the the Lichtenhainer so much is because we put the the malic acid in there mm-hmm. to uh, drop the pH before it and the lacto. So you've just got the the two layers of the different acids in there. I I, I just love that. Yeah, it definitely has the the more complexity than than um, your standard um, sour. But the part that I really like is the addition of the fruit and how well the fruit plays. With the acidity. Oh, yeah. The, no, it really makes the, the raspberry pop. Now, Brian, do you think that, you know, because this has started out so lactic and acetic that it, it, aging-wise, you would want to drink this on the on the newer side? It's a good question. Uh, I, again, I wish I knew because, again, that's the only bottle of it I have. <laughs> Um, but it would be interesting to find out. Uh, the tag does say it's best before February of 2027. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they got some confidence in it, and I, I think it would age along the lines of a Rodenbach, uh, where um, you know the, the acetic does tend to come out a little bit more over time. Right. I I I, I do love me like a, a Grand Cru though. I'm so happy they brought back the Alexander. 
Oh yeah, the, you can get oh. it now pretty pretty regularly. Yep, I even had it on tap recently. Really? Oh really? Where did you have it on tap? In the city. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Wow, I can't imagine that on tap. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, that tap line's fucked forever because they're never going <laughs> to clean that well enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just rip it out and replace no, it. No, no, Rodenbach is pasteurized. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. That'll be fun. I was going to say, they're going to throw like a Sierra Nevada on there, so it's going to be like, what is this? <laughs> what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Speaking of pasteurized, we should probably do the La Folie. We probably should have done that first, but... It was probably too cold to drink at first. Yeah. <laughs> you no, I mean, the- before this one. Oh. Oh. Just yeah. for... Based on the sweating that's occurred on that bottle, I'm p- pretty sure it was su- probably sub forty degrees. Well, yeah, it was. Out. Yeah, I'll tell you, I am the one. I am sweating almost as much as these bottles over here. But part of that is just like the excitement sweat, like that. <laughs> it's it's, I, it's like somewhere between excitement and meat sweats for me right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really enjoying all these, and yeah. But um, I think you, I spent a little bit of time thinking about that kind of cut that that Brett character versus the ascetic like you guys have been talking about. And I don't know if I necessarily fall on saying I like one rather than the other. I think where I'm kind of finding my experience to, to be the most pleasurable is if I stick with A or B. I feel like the fact that trying to switch back and forth to them right now is the part where, I'm, not that my palate's getting confused, but it's just like it's working hard. It's working really hard. Do you need some crackers? Um, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know yeah, that that'd might be, a, good be idea. a really great idea. I am. Uh, <laughs> I think my tongue is cramping a little. Yeah. But that's. But I feel like my taste buds are really working hard to figure out what's going on right now. So <laughs> it might be a more enjoyable session to me if I said, "Oh, hey, I'm going to stick with A verse or B rather than kind of bounce back and forth." But I am not complaining in any way. That is not. I think that is just like. Me looking, trying to think like, what's gonna, how can I manage in the future to make a most enjoyable session? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, not knowing what any of these are, um, literally w- one of the beers that we pulled out today, I've known what the. Um, thank you so much. We're gonna have with some bonus yeah, crackers. Bo- bonus crackers here. Exactly. These are the number one butter cr- cracker in the country. If you haven't picked up on it yet, uh... I work. I may or may not cash checks that come from Nabisco. All right. <laughs> um, but this one is ri- I really I really like it. I just feel like I'm getting I'm almost getting a little beat up by it versus what we had earlier. I kind of like session. that though. I do. I like. I know, you're you're into the pain. I understand. I, I, yeah, I like my. I like. I don't know what, if it's just you know. I, everyone knows I like hot food, so it's sort. Of, I think it's the same thing. I like yeah. these weird. Flavors and, and just getting you know the shit my tongue like, likes to get the shit you. Out of it. You yeah keep, right that's the how way many of putting it in there you keep pulling out bottles <laughs> no. Brian has his ma- <laughs> have you not met my cooler yeah, he's no, talk- I haven't met your cooler he's specifically ta- he's talking magic. about he's talking about luggage before I'm pretty sure he's got that shit from Harry Potter where you can just keep loading it up and it stays the same size and just stuff just keeps coming out of it it's like the clown car of fucking uh, coolers. Yeah, my D and D friends will say it's the bag of holding over there. Everything <laughs> comes out. It's amazing. <laughs> It was definitely at maximum density coming over. Do you want to uh, crack the law fully? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Should we rate uh, this guy here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Brian, why don't you start us off on a rating on this one? You haven't given us a first thoughts on it. Yeah, this is definitely a sipper. Uh, it's not, not a mass quantity beer by any means. Um, it's 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 very acidic. It's a little challenging. It, it is, as you mentioned, it's a little uh, palate challenging. Yeah. Um, but for what it is, it's right on the money. It's it's everything I want. It's checking all those boxes for for a brown, especially one with raspberry. So try to use some of our uh, our very high tech nomenclature here. Where are you putting this? So the options are what pint yeah. growler, pint, well uh, taster, uh, which taster, is out of the question. Taster, yeah. pint, gra- uh, bomber, growler, keg. All right, this is a bomber. Yeah. yeah. So how about you, Justin? I'm sorry, I caught you uh, mid chew. Just uh, Mark. Mark's not chewing right now. Go for it, Mark. Uh, I will give that one a keg, honestly. I, I, really? I, yeah, I love yeah. that beer. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second the keg. I, I would, yeah, I would be very happy to have that on demand. This one I can't go that high, and I've got to back off to it and probably go with a bomber on this one just because of how strong the, um, the acetic-ness is on it. I love it, and I love the aroma of it, but the, I think I need to back off it just a little bit to say... I want the same thing done with like 
blueberries. Pick a, pick all the fruits and just make a like. I'll buy all of it. All of the fruits. All the fruits. Well, I'll bring you a Beauregard on on Wednesday. Really, a Beauregard? Is it burning violet Beauregard? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a brewery blueberry blonde. Sour. I thought we drank all it's, those. It's, my, it's one of my two favorite breweries. Oh, that's amazing! Because yeah. you know that our blueberry chili sour is burning violet Beauregard. That's the name of the beer. <laughs> no, I didn't know that, but that's hilarious. Yeah. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.